0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest on our phone today. She sit, where, what part of your house are you sitting at? You're at your house, right? I assume so. I'm
1: sitting in my office right now, decorated in Star Wars paraphernalia, you know?
0: Whoa, like <laughs> like you got Chewbacca pants on or something?
1: Oh man, I should have wore them. No, I didn't think that far ahead. You have Chewbacca pants? No. <laughs> you
2: know what I do have though is I, I have um, Mandalorian
0: pants. Nice,
2: nice. <laughs> you guys are really get along because i'm sitting in our office which mark decorated and i've got stormtroopers on my wall i've got yoda i think that there's uh some other sort of star wars i won't call them toys i'll call them figurines or mark will get really upset right now (laughs) but yeah yeah
0: there's yoda in (laughs) the corner dagobah system i got yoda on my wall yeah it's pretty cool stuff
2: yeah i feel like i need to
1: come over for sure and check this out
0: yeah well maybe when all this nonsense is over with uh we can, we can get True. this going for real.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, hey, everyone, it's Amanda, and we're talking to Tiffany today, who's also a registered massage therapist and a clinic owner. She owns Affinity Wellness Center, which is uh, just down the street from our office. So uh, we are familiar with each other. And we wanted to have a clinic owner on to talk about the difficult decision that many of you, or pretty much almost all of you at this point, have had to make to close up for the next couple of weeks in light of this global pandemic that everybody is freaking out about. And, uh, Mm -hmm. rightfully so, I'm not saying we shouldn't take it seriously, but I also know that clinic owners didn't make this decision easily as a self-employed business owner right now. A lot of people are are freaking out a bit because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's only going to be these two weeks. And, um, yeah, I think everyone's feeling a little bit uneasy and confused and a mix of other emotions. Yeah.
1: I would definitely agree with that. You know, it was not an easy decision. To make, And it took me talking to a lot of different people and having some introspective time to kind of figure that out. And it was a little bit earlier on before um, we got that email from the college as well that I first started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of discussion online about that as well. And, you know, I know some clinics had closed um, earlier last week, Thursday or Friday, before it was into a level two here. And then once it hit, um, I think it was level three, where they had said on the news that you know, it's it's gone to a different precedent that the decision really hit me that I need to close down the clinic.
2: All right. Well, let's uh, let's get a little bit of background about you first. So for anybody listening, can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been a therapist, uh, when you opened your practice, what type of clinic you have, and, you know, just give us a little background. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been at RMT for 10 years this year, which blows my mind.
1: I can't believe it's been that long now. Um, And I started Affinity Wellness five years ago in August. So it's been half of my career um, really working for myself 100% and having uh, staff members in that as well. So currently I have uh, four members of the staff. We're all RMTs also an osteopath and um, two reflexologists as well. And yeah, we're right at Scar- in Scarborough at uh, McKellen and Shepard up the street from you guys.
2: And you guys are pretty busy from what I can tell. I mean, I know uh, one of your therapists, I know somebody that used to work at your clinic. So you guys, mm-hmm. are, you're high traffic there. Like you've got a pretty steady flow of clients from what I can see.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely a really busy clinic. You know, we faced our challenges up and down For sure. But, um, you know, we have a steady patient base that, um, especially during this pandemic, you know, reaching out to every single one of them is something I really wanted to do. Even if there's high numbers, I really, really wanted to, um, talk to them personally
2: about it so they can hear my voice and it's not just an email coming out. Wow. So you called all of your, your clients personally? Yes, I did. Yeah. How long did that take you?
1: It took me a while. It actually happened over a couple of days. Um, For us, talking about the pandemic started earlier because one of the staff members uh, was in New Zealand, actually, for a month. And she was just coming back right when this was ramping up last week. So I was in talks with her about what is she going to do? Is she going to self-isolate? At that point, it wasn't required. It was just suggested. So before this was all happening, I was in contact with all of her patients, assuring them that she's fine, showing no symptoms and then um, rescheduling them to a later date for after she's decided to self-quarantine.
2: So, okay, you're you're working in a busy clinic, and you've now realized, like you said, once it got to that point of being level three, and, and we've received this email from the college, which has made the suggestion that, I mean, yes, to use your professional judgment, but...
0: Okay, so can we back this a little bit then? So when did you decide to close down? Because we got that email from the college... What day was that? Tuesday? Monday?
2: I think it was Monday. I would check, but my phone is yeah. being occupied. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have actually, it up here. I March, actually 16th. Check. March yeah, 16th. So that was Monday.
0: Okay, so you, yeah. we got the email. We So for everyone listening, we received an email from our governing body, the College Massage Therapist of Ontario, pretty much saying that, it's suggesting it's uh, it's uh, highly recommended, which is really not a recommendation. It's them telling mm. you to stop fucking working. Yeah. But uh, they can't really do that, I assume. Uh, only the Ministry of Health can really say stop services but um, at least that's my assumption is that the college says they highly recommend all massage therapists to stop providing massage therapy services in Ontario to anything that they would consider to be non-essential massage Mm -hmm. therapy and then there's a big debate on what non-essential massage therapy is so that came out probably Monday the 16th around 3 o'clock 3.30 ish when did Mm -hmm. you guys decide that you know you're going to close up shop was that way before then because I know you did say it was before then
1: well we had been in talks about it before then. There were a lot of clinics that were already choosing to close up before that period. And so with everything going on with Jeanette as well, Jeanette is one of the busier therapists at the office. So, I mean, we were already partially closed down because of her coming back from vacation. Mm -hmm. So that's why our talks were a little bit earlier than uh, maybe some other clinics would have been um but the actual decision what is today thursday? Today's thursday, yeah. Right, so it would have been yesterday morning that I decided to 100% close down the clinic.
0: Okay, so between the time when you guys were doing your talks and like kind of weaning things off because of your 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 staff member, what did the what did the attendance of your clinic look like?
1: Yeah, it was already definitely going down. I had a few patients um last week on Friday and Saturday call in to just say, you know, better safe than sorry, we're going to stay home, hope you don't mind for us to reschedule. And of course, you know, that was fine. And I talked to the staff members about um, waiving our cancellation fee for, for this as well. It's not something we need to be putting on our patients right. when all of this stuff is happening.
0: So just out of curiosity, the, that uh, that patient, not patient, the uh, the therapist you had that was in New Zealand, are, they, mm-hmm. are, are your therapists on a split? Are they on rental agreements with you? Like, How does that work? Because I imagine if they have to now stop treating patients, that's also a a big dig in your pocket.
1: Absolutely. It's a dig in all of our pockets. And that's um, something I really had to take into consideration. In terms of Jeanette, she is on um, a rent. So for her, while she was away, she was still paying her rent. That's part of our discussions and, and that previous to her going away. But now having to come back and then be quarantined for an additional two weeks, it's something that her and I really, really need to talk about for that um, with the changes happening day by day, it's so hard to make decisions because the next day something could completely change and now you have to redecide another thing to do. So for her, I'm hoping to be able to give her a break on her rent. But at the same time, I'm not sure I'm going to be getting a break on my rent um, for renting the space for Affinity Wellness Center.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the hard part right now. I mean, I'm really feeling for. Any self-employed person right now, small businesses, clinic owners more than anything, because, well, I mean, I feel that we are somewhat in a similar boat since our clientele are therapists. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got people emailing us. Are the courses running? Are you canceling things? And we're like you, where we're going day by day. We've closed up for the next two weeks, but we plan to, you know, start running courses as scheduled as soon as this two weeks is over, unless mm-hmm. we find out new information. And that's the only thing I've been able to tell the therapists is uh, really what I'm saying in a very polite, and fancy know. way is I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing what we can do. And, you know, I'm not at the point now where I'm about to say, like, sure, let me just refund all your money. Like, we can't afford to keep our doors open if we do that. And I think that, you know, we're therapists are... We're even
0: in a different position than therapists. You're a therapist and you're not having income come in. Exactly. We have mm-hmm. already collected. Yeah. And therefore, if it's a refund situation, we are out. We're fucked. Like, time. that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the only way that we're know, fucked. I don't know if fucked uh, would well, be the word.
2: Uh, we're not in a great it
0: depends position. depends on the orifice, I assume. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, shit. Boy.
2: So I, I really <laughs> just think Everybody, um, it needs to just keep be mindful of that. Like I, I appreciate the fact that you're saying you and Jeanette are going to have to work something out, and you want to help her, but at the same time, I'm sure she's going to be understanding of you as the clinic owner.
1: Okay. And
2: you know, we all just have to kind of try to work together. And at this point, is not the time to be selfish, and not the time to think about your own pocket because we're all in this boat. I was uh, speaking with one of my friends yesterday, who's a naturopathic doctor, and uh, she's somebody I talk to all the time. You know, when I'm a on the verge of like a mental breakdown. She's like the voice of reason and she's very calm. And so I just said to her, you know, I'm really, I'm really trying just to be positive through this whole thing and remain calm and try to be as normal as possible. And, you know, I'm not hoarding toilet paper. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I said, how are you doing? And she just wrote back to me, uh, we're all in the same boat. And we're all we're all in this together. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's no point in freaking out because there's a lot of people being affected heavily by this um, mentally, emotionally and then mm-hmm. financially. Like all of us, of course, are have this question mark of how are we going to afford our life after this? Yeah, I- I'm absolutely. honestly
0: not too worried about affording our life because I think we are in well, a good we spot. we are in a good spot. I'm talking but, about we yes, as, yes, a, yes, <laughs> as a group. But what I really want to know is what did it sound like in your your office when you guys are sitting down trying to decide last week or, or you know when you were having your talks last week are we going to close are we not going to close like mm-hmm. that's what I'm super interested in I want to know what if I was a fly on the wall yeah. what, what would I have heard
1: yeah I mean um, initially I think it was Wednesday when this kind of started to get a little more serious and um, you know Wednesday Thursday it was pretty much like you know we have a stockpile of hand sanitizer, you know, so that we have had previously. Not that I went out and bought a whole bunch of hand sanitizer, but you I couldn't had do that already. If you wanted to,
0: you would have no, to go to a convenience store sold out. <laughs> where they're going to charge you $25 for the smallest little hand sanitizer.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's pretty wild what's happening. It's insane. Um, so, you know, I decided to put that out. I made sure everyone had extra Lysol wipes and things in their room, you know. We wipe down all of our surfaces anyway, but it's that extra step right now. You know, if you touch your phone, you know, make sure to wipe down your phone. And if you see someone go to the bathroom, just, you know, wipe down the handle. And I'd sent out an email to all the staff just kind of saying mostly that and just kind of making sure we're all on the same page about it. And then when we started to get more cancellations, I thought, you know, this is getting much more serious than I realized. You know, it's that mass panic. Everyone doing the toilet paper thing or or whatever the case may be, going to the grocery store at, you know, 10 p.m. at night to, to stockpile on chicken noodle soup. So then uh, we just took that a little bit more seriously. The conversations went, um, you know, when the kids are off of school, what does One of my therapists, she works on a split and she has two kids. And so now she is thinking about she may have to stay home to look after them because there's no babysitting as well. So what are we going to do in that situation? And as the days kind of progressed, it just got more talking about, you know, closing down the clinic. And then that CMTO email came through. And I thought, you know, like you had said, what is essential massage? You know, no one is going to have a a life or death situation in our careers. So if we're talking about it on that level, you know, then we should probably shut down, you know, at the same in the same breath, though, you can talk about someone who's having severe uh, sciatic pain or, or any other pain, and their quality of life is dependent on their massage therapy treatments, you know, that could be deemed an essential massage as well. That is actually
0: what the CMTO defined as essential massage. So exactly there was Mm -hmm. there was someone that was on our podcast before and I I noticed that she tweeted to the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario pretty much saying like, you know what, your your email that you sent out wasn't good enough. You should be telling Mm. people to stop treating.
2: Well but yeah, she wanted everybody to shut down immediately. And
0: and their response was well, this is what we call essential massage. If your patient's quality of life is altered by not having treatment, this is what we define as essential massage.
2: And Mm -hmm. another point that Mark made to me the other day, and I, I hadn't actually thought about that, is because of the fact that you can't really go to your doctor right now. So if you are somebody that's in severe pain and you can't get treatment anywhere else, you can't just go to your doctor right now, then the massage therapist might be the only hope you have or otherwise you're just sitting at home suffering and that made mm-hmm. me even think
0: even even harder because we just recently did a recording with uh, someone that does a lot of MVA um, acquired brain injuries. She's a mobile therapist and like she has a different client base. She
2: works with a lot of people who have had amputated limbs due to their accidents. Like these are yeah. severely injured people, not your, mm-hmm. you know, your Monday to Friday whiplash that we might get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I can understand the CMTO's position in that there may be an exception, but again, they're asking a therapist to use their professional judgment and make sure that you're taking the extra steps that you said, you know, doing the phone screening. So Mm -hmm. I had said on, on that recording, you know, I said, it's going to be an unpopular opinion and some people might not like me for it, but I do have certain clients that, I would say their quality of life would definitely be altered by not coming to their appointments. We've ultimately decided to stop majority of them, but I, you know, we spoke over the phone and I was doing like rigorous phone screening, you know, making sure, have you traveled anywhere? Who have you been in contact Mm -hmm. with? You know, where have you been going? I wanted, like, I kind of wanted to know, like, where have you been in the last couple of weeks? You know, have you Mm -hmm. been, have you been pretty much on your own? And, you know, and then we would decide, does it feel safe for just you to come in here? Because as you and I said uh, off mic, We have a private space here. We don't have the general public really walking through here all the time. It's not like your clinic, which is high traffic. The only people here typically are myself, Mark, and a bunch of other RMTs Mm -hmm, on course mm -hmm. days. So... It's. I, I understand the CMTO's position, but definitely for clinic owners, I can see how. I mean, some people definitely right away were like, "Yes, we need to close," but for those people who were hemming and hawing, I I get why because yeah. that's a that's a really tough decision to make to have to close.
1: It definitely was, and I mean, for me also, um, I received an email from a patient, I believe on. Monday. That helped me make the decision a little bit easier as well. Um, I had seen his wife last week and she, she had come in. Everything was fine. You know, I pre-screened her as well. And um, a few days later, she had been in contact um, indirectly with someone who had been diagnosed with COVID. So even though I'd seen her before she'd been in that contact, it made me think, what if I hadn't? Right. And she had it. and that, And that is how it's so easily spread in, in, I guess, some of the other countries that are seeing things a little bit more progressed. So this this whole idea of flattening the curve is 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 exactly that. You know, if I hadn't seen her, then I wouldn't have had that exposure at all. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And the truth is that a lot of young, healthy people are going to be wandering around without symptoms. So mm-hmm. even the phone screening, I mean, we do the best we can, but we can't 100% guarantee that that we are not coming into contact with people. And that's why I said, I, you know, I applaud the clinics that are closing down because it is just the safest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Difficult, but definitely the safest thing to do. Um, The other thing though, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an ER nurse the other day and she said, you know, let's remember too that this respiratory virus is spread through um, droplets, so like somebody coughing on you. It's not just if you're in the same space as somebody, and that's why with social distancing, they're saying, you know, stay, what what is it, six feet apart? Because mm-hmm. you have to actually be really close enough to somebody to, to be contracting this. It's not just like everybody you see is a walking virus. And I think with all of the craziness that's going on and the fear, I think everybody is looking at everybody as if they're a walking virus right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the level of fear that's in uh, our city, in the world, really It's so heightened right now. You know, I have, um, my mother has anxiety and her anxiety levels have just been through the roof thinking about things. My dad comes home and uh, she's, make sure you wash your hands, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. And I mean, I get it. If it helps you to keep your anxiety in check, then, you know, you do, you need to do what you need to do. But, you know, being sympathetic towards those who do have that kind of high anxiety and, and worry about it. And then also being understanding of those who don't because not everyone is like you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I i mean, I myself have dealt with anxiety on and off for a long time. And even though I'm, I'm trying not to be over the top and panicking about the virus, I've even noticed behaviors in myself, like getting into my car this morning, I'm walking down to my car, and I've got a Lysol wipe in my hand ready to clean the (laughs) handle of my car before I get into it. Like, I've always been extra clean because I mean, we're regulated healthcare professionals. It's just in our nature to wipe down everything and clean everything and wash our hands very thoroughly 7 million times a day. Like that's normal for us. Mm-hmm. But even yep. I feel like I'm going to the extreme. I'm spraying my keys with Lysol, like everything <laughs> possible. Just again, I think it's part of you know my anxiety, making sure that I feel that everything I've touched has been cleaned or I've cleaned my hands after I've touched anything that I don't know. Um, my sister has been, um, coming back and forth from my parents' house to my house. So, um, she's the only one sort of traveling between us. And each time she's coming over, I make her wear, she has bus clothes. When she comes into my house, she has to take the TTC. She doesn't drive. There's no, there's no other way. So I'm making her wear a different set of clothes. When she comes into my house, she has to strip off the bus clothes, put on her regular clothes and go wash her hands. I feel like I'm like chasing her like her mother. So I mean, here (laughs) I am like, you know, saying everybody let's relax. But I know what I'm doing because as you said, I'm just trying to keep my own anxiety in check and I'm not trying to act panicky, but I'm doing what I feel. I need to do to not to not feel like I'm, you know, contaminating things. Yeah, absolutely. And if that helps you right now, then then go with that. You know, nothing
1: is, is uh, I shouldn't say nothing is lost limits because, of course, there are things that are. But I mean, if it makes
2: you feel better at this point to extra hand sanitize everything, then do it. Yeah, absolutely. But I also like that you said um you know, let's take it easy on the people who are not high anxiety and who are relaxed a little bit because everybody is going to deal with this differently. And I saw Mm -hmm. a good post by a chiropractor friend of mine who said, can we all just stop fighting? You know, however one chooses to deal with the situation right now, can we just be respectful of each other? Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shaming going on online, a lot of people yelling at each other. And as I said to the, the clinic owners, I feel like you guys were getting a lot of pressure to close. And if you didn't, you were going to be looked at as socially irresponsible.
1: That's definitely come into play. You know, that was something that went through my mind as well when I was thinking about it, you know, and uh, because I mean, really, the initial response to me, again, was just cleaning everything really properly using extra, extra precautions, you know, pre screening and everything. And all of the therapists that I spoke to at my clinic, were all fine with that. And I even reached out to a colleague. I believe she's been on your show before too, Ashley uh, Neville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and
2: we, cause she just recently opened a clinic as well. Mm, yes. I know I sent her a message, uh, her and her business partner, Omar. I sent them a message this morning, just saying, I'm sending love to you guys right now. Cause they yeah. just had their grand opening last week. Uh, and then this.
1: I know. And they were, um, I think they did a fantastic job. I wasn't able to attend, but from everything that I've seen, they sanitized amazingly. They pre-screened. They did a great job in this climate, particularly with that. So was definitely applause for them. But, you know, I, I really wanted to reach out to her as well and kind of see where her head was at being a clinic owner now as well. And, you know, we talked for a while and we both kind of felt the same way that we're going to continue working, be sanitary. And then again, all the emails come through and more things come through and it changes day by day.
0: For sure. So the CMTO email is kind of the thing that, and your patient's email to you was just like the last nail in the coffin that says, yeah, we got a close up shop here.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can listen to other people's opinions and that all you want, but at the end of the day, you know, it does come down to how you feel about the safety and what you think is the proper measures in your community. You know, I do treat a lot of patients who are 65 and older. I also treat a lot of really young patients. I specialize in infant massage. So for me personally, in my personal practice, I I felt that it was the best thing to do on a personal level that way. And then, you know, thinking about all the staff members as well, and you know, affinity isn't a dictatorship in the fact that I'm going to tell the therapists that work there, what they can do. So it was an open conversation with
2: them and kind of making the decision, keeping everyone's practices in mind. Without naming therapists, obviously, was there anyone who disagreed with your decision to close? Were there any of your therapists who said, you know, I think this is taking it too far?
1: No, no, no one had said that at all, actually. Um, They might be thinking it and didn't say it, but I doubt it. You know, I really try to approach um, the therapists that uh, work at Affinity as if we're a family and that We're looking out for each other's best interests. I'm not going to tell you that you can't still work if you really feel like you want to work. You know, if someone had come to me saying that, then we would have had more of a discussion
2: about it, you know, and what she would have done differently at the clinic during that time. Right, right. Do you think that um, the social, I know you said it it played a factor, the social pressure Mm -hmm. was a huge factor? Or do you think based on, you know, getting that email from your client, do you think that regardless of what anybody else thought you would have been making this decision to close?
1: (sighs) That's a really, that's a really tough uh, question to answer. Because I feel like as much as we want to deny it, we are all influenced by what other people say you know, going on to these Facebook groups and, and reading all of the the hype and the drama definitely influenced me for sure. I wouldn't say it was a major impact, but I have a feeling I would have chosen to close anyway.
2: Yeah, I think I guess with your population, like you said, I didn't realize that you were treating so many infants. And then if you've got a lot of elderly clients, mm-hmm. um, I definitely took that into account as well. I mean, I work here all by myself. So like I said, it's not high traffic, but I even thought about I have a lot of seniors, you know, mm-hmm. I, even, I could do as a really great job sanitizing everything and sterilizing everything. And, but I would feel awful if an immunocompromised person or one of my elderly clients came in and then, got sick. So Mm -hmm. it yeah, definitely that plays into it. And
0: there's so much more to it. Because I mean, when you look at some of the Facebook groups, there's a slight debate on what is termed essential massage, right? Mm -hmm. And then because it's recommended, not mandated that you close down. And there's so much of a deeper thing to this than than most people think. So for example, this comes into a real play on just general healthcare ethics, where you have, you know, general healthcare principles, first off is do no harm. And like closing up shop, that's again, guarantee that's going to happen. And that takes place above uh, contributing to the welfare of your patients or clients. Like, we should first be doing no harm. And so I've seen a lot in Facebook groups, they're like, are there any ramifications if you are doing massage therapy, even though the CMTO, quote unquote, recommended that you don't? And I think there is a bigger ethical issue here, especially when you look at the new code of ethics document. So for example, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario has policy, which is like kind of the rules and guidelines. Guidelines of which massage therapists need to follow. But they also have position statements. Right. And position statements are not college policy. In other words, they're not rules and guidelines. They're the college's recommendation. But the college is also very clear in that if we recommend you to do something and you don't do it, be prepared to stand up and explain to us why you did what you did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now, especially when you read the new code of ethics document, there is one part that's the last piece of the fourth principle that is super scary because it essentially, I'll read to what it says. It says, do not justify unethical behavior by rationalizing that such behavior is not explicitly articulated in this document or other legislation or regulation. In other words, they might consider you just not following a recommendation in breach of their code of ethics. Yeah,
2: because again, it goes back to autonomy. They're so, so focused on us as healthcare professionals being autonomous and using professional judgment. And so, yes, it's it's a recommendation. But if the college is strongly suggesting or they have a position statement, they're basically telling you if you're a professional, you should know what to do here and you should do the right thing. And, and it, if you, and don't, you don't, you can't hide behind semantics and saying, well, you didn't explicitly say exactly. I can't do They're that. Exactly. They're clearly
0: saying in any of our documents that we have, even if we don't explicitly say something or it's not necessarily in our documents, but the RHPA, the MTA, the, mm-hmm. the healthcare consent act, no matter what, if even if something is not written, you can't hide behind that as, as with unethical behavior. Now, would they classify something like this as unethical behavior if you are not treating only e- what they would consider essential massage. There's such a bigger kind of legal ramification mm-hmm. possibly there that I don't yeah, think a lot a of people a big realize. Debate.
1: I, I really think that um, if people are staying open past this point, they might end up having to go into the CMTO, and if someone reports them for it, uh, standing up and uh, having to talk to their peers about it and justify their reasons, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing either. You know, it's good to hear all point of views. I just hope that the CMTO will take into consideration their reasonings as well. And hopefully they were making uh, smart decisions.
2: Yeah. And at this point, I I hate to say it, but I hope that RMTs that are choosing to continue to see clients, I hope your reasoning goes beyond financial reasons. Because again, I mean, not that it's a lot, but there's a lot of things that have been put in place to help us out. You know, the RMTAO sent out an email today that most of you have probably already received, and you've probably already heard that we are going to be able to get uh, assistance from the government if you've been forced to close down. It's not a lot, but it's something. There's Mm -hmm. also the big banks that are deferring mortgage payments for up to six months. Again, it's on a case-by-case basis, but there's things in place to make sure that nobody is going to suffer more than they have to right now. Every, everyone's going to suffer a little bit and everyone is suffering right. a little bit, but at least there are things being put in place to help us out, right? So I Mm -hmm. think finances is not a good reason to continue operating right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I I had heard that they were going to offer um, small loans interest-free as well. And I know that's not a solution because you will have to pay that back eventually, but it is a good thing to take advantage of for the time being if you're struggling. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not sure what my um, property management is going to decide. I reached out to them a few days ago regarding whether they're going to defer rent or or what options that we have. And if that's what they choose to do, I'm going to be very grateful. But if they don't choose that, there is a possibility that I will need to apply for one of those loans. So that way I can make sure we're covering the next couple of months Because who knows how long this is going to go on for, too. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I'm going to try to be optimistic and hope that it really will just be if everybody just does their part and we stay away from each other for a couple of weeks. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that, you know, we can start to resume somewhat normal business practices. I don't think it's going to bounce back. And, you know, suddenly in two weeks, everything's open and
0: social. Do you think that a business like massage therapy is going to have a hit that the the recovery is not a full bounce back because of the I just thought it's now because of the nature of Settings with many, many different people. Do you know what I mean? And now people mm-hmm. are kind of scared to be around other people. Do you think that's going to trickle way past this and then start to affect the industry as a whole?
1: I think you're right. I think that it might. Um, I also feel like it depends on your personal practice. You know, being an RMT for 10 years, I have a really large patient base. They all know me for the most part really well. So I know that my personal practice is going to bounce back. But newer therapists, um, Clinics that maybe aren't as busy, or, or whatever the reasoning may be, they could definitely see a decline in their income for longer periods of time from this.
2: Yeah, I do think that it might take certain people a while to go back to normal life. As Tiffany said, there's a lot of people who suffer from anxiety already, mm-hmm. and right now, I know I said this on the last podcast, the entire world is having a coordinated anxiety attack. <laughs> so, I mean, you just walk outside and the energy is gross. Like it actually, yeah. it's. I've had this feeling in my gut for days that I just can't get rid of. You know, like I'm trying. Trying to be at home and enjoy my kids and just try to be as normal as possible, but this this gut-wrenching feeling because the energy of the entire world right now is really just kind of kind of heavy and it's not nice. So I asked you this on, on the last podcast or one of the last ones
0: that we did that hasn't come out yet. Do you think this social distancing will now become the new norm?
2: I think that it's going to it's gonna last beyond whatever period that we are suggested or like, recommended to. Do you, do you to. think
0: like health clubs are going to take a serious decline when this whole thing's over and done with. We've all found some sort of alternative yeah. and we're going to stay to this alternative. Um, the restaurant bar industry we all found an alternative. Do you think mm, we're going to stay to this alternative? Some
2: of the social things might bounce back a little bit quicker but people might think twice about things like health clubs because as you said we found alternatives. There's a lot of trainers offering online programs. Physios are doing online consultations. That's Kinesiologists too. are exactly. doing online consultations. Um, Skype. So I think that a lot of people might stick with their online Inversions, if they're doing it okay and you know they're doing their at-home workouts and realizing oh that I can do this I think some people especially based on whether or not they already have anxiety mm-hmm. might continue to do this for a little while and it really
0: sucks for an industry like ours like because I know a clinic for example it's they're primarily a physio clinic they've just switched all completely to virtual treatments yeah everything's like, virtual we can't do we that we can't do that no, no. Right? Yeah. we cannot do that
2: well mm. and I, I don't think that people will never come back to massage as Tiffany said like I as, a, as I've already mentioned I've got a very personal practice As well, I I treat minimally. I treat very part time. So all of my people know me really well. They've all been with me for a long time, and I'm I'm getting messages daily. Like, are are you going to open up? When can I come see you? You know, like, yeah. I I think that people are going to come back. Um, There's of course always going to be the people that just want to stay away for a little bit extra, uh, uh, an extra long period of time to make sure that everything's okay. I hope. Actually, that this sticks with people long enough that they actually start really considering staying home when they're fucking sick. Like that's (laughs) been an annoying uphill battle for me for my entire massage career. Is I constantly tell people, if you're sick, I will waive the cancellation fee. Like, please do not come to me with a cold or flu. Don't come in here coughing on me. Don't come in here like when you just had a fever last night. Like, just don't Mm -hmm. do it. So I'm hoping this will get people to actually consider that. Like, let's just stop spreading shit around in general.
0: Aside from our industry, what about everyone that has the capability of working from home and now that they are? Do you think that's going to become a norm?
2: Um, It might be if the company can sustain that way, it might be. I mean, basically, the world you're describing sounds very sad. Well, I mean, it it's great for sad, me. But I'm, you a, know, I'm
0: an introvert, so I love this stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I saw a meme the other day. was uh, We're about to find out how many uh, meetings could have been emails after all. Yes, I
2: saw that. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's good in, in some ways, you know? like It doesn't always have to be sitting at a meeting for, for however many hours and, and doing all these things unnecessarily, but... You know, I do think that the world will get back to normal. We are social creatures. Even introverts like Mark and myself, you know, we uh, we need to get out there sometimes, too.
2: <laughs> we need to see people sometimes. Yeah. Actually, uh, my uh, mom is a Pearl is Jam a...
0: concert, which I won't be able to go to. Yeah. Oh.
2: Pearl Jam was supposed to be today.
0: Well, uh, just all the oh. freaking episodes.
2: The, we, oh, we have Black Crows tickets this summer. Hopefully, by then, well, it's we'll back to normal. And we yeah. can oh, go. my goodness. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Invite me along. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome to come. Fellow introvert. I'm saying fellow. That's for Mark. I'm not an introvert at all. Uh, but my mother <laughs> is an introvert and as her birthday was on Monday. So, you know, one of the days where the world went crazy. So mm-hmm. I called her just to see how she's doing. Uh, my mom's super young. She just turned 60 on Monday. So according to um, what all of the... Nice to know
0: I have that many years and I can still be considered super young. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, according to all of the experts, when we're Talking about elderly and at risk, they're talking about 70 plus. So I called my mom and I said, Don't worry. You are still young. You are a decade away from being in the at-risk population. So you're good. Um, but she's an introvert. And I said, you know, how are you How are you handling everything? Like, are you guys, my dad is not in great health and he has chronic emphysema. And he just recently had surgery where his lungs actually shut down and he had to be on oxygen for nine days. So, oh my goodness. Um, you know, he's the, the type of at-risk person that needs to stay home. So I just called to see like, are you guys staying home? Are you staying away from people? So I said to her, are you social distancing? She's like, Amanda, I've been social distancing my entire life. (laughs)
0: That was warm up for the big game.
2: Yeah. She's been waiting for this forever. She already doesn't like to be around people and she hates crowds. So this is is perfect for her. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of
1: people are feeling that way, you know, when you say to them, oh, stay inside, don't go and see friends. Like, oh yeah, this is normal life for me pretty much then.
0: Can I ask you a question and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, because if you answered a given way, it might sound horrible. Okay. If that CMTO email did not come out, Mm. would your door still be
2: open? Oh gosh.
1: That's, well, that's a really, that's really similar to this.
2: That's similar to the social pressure question. Like yeah. it's impossible to answer because there were so many factors weighing down on her. I know, but was, a huge I mean,
0: factor is the governing body saying, eh, guys, really, let's stop this.
2: Right. I mean,
1: I, th- I think it is important for us to take direction um, from our governing body. So that definitely played a major role in my decision. Um Gosh, to think if I would have closed without that email. Um, You know what? I think I probably would have. Uh, Mm -hmm. It may have taken me a few days longer. Right. Um, But, you know... if you keep that email aside and keep everything else the same, I mean, with Trudeau coming on and speaking yeah, more true. about just uh, social distancing and, you know, uh, closing the borders, there, there are so many things happening. So I think
2: ultimately I still would have come to that decision. Yeah, but yes, especially later. when we
0: get to the point where we are now like shut down, like no restaurants, no right. bars. As no, soon as Doug Ford no said, gatherings. we're, you know,
2: Ontario's in a state of emergency. Yeah. I think that's when every single person, didn't matter what your business is, was like okay, shit got real. Like we mm-hmm. got to close our doors. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think, like I said, you did the right thing. Um, I do, I do hope that people will just be, you know, compassionate with each other right now for mm-hmm. people that are struggling with this decision. I think at this point, majority of RMTs I know have closed their doors, but I think the ones that are struggling with it, like we need to be a little bit compassionate because it's not an easy thing to do. No, it's definitely not. It's, it's a hard decision. Um, You know, Financially, of course, um, but then also
1: to our patients, you know, it's a responsibility to our patients to to keep them healthy and to work with those ones. And, you know, with the essential massage therapy in mind, um, you know, there are a few that I would consider essential for sure. But at the same time, I know that they can wait two weeks right now. Right. They're not in this position where it's essential for today. Mm-hmm. Well, they right. need to come in. But, you know, if they can wait a couple of weeks, then they'll be okay as well.
2: Right. And as I said, I had one of those clients and I really hemmed and hawed over it. I'm not even going to lie. Like I said, some people won't like that I'm saying that. But I really did have to think about it because I know that if she doesn't come in, she's going to be in pain. But mm-hmm. I also know that if she comes in, she is elderly and, you know, maybe this isn't a great idea. So, you know, like I said, her and I went back and forth. We spoke over the phone and ultimately I... I said to her, like, do you think you can wait another week and we reconvene in a week? Because again, everything's day by day at this point, right? Exactly. And she said, you know what? I will up my pain meds. I'll, you know, I'll do the exercises you get. Let me, let me hold off for now. And that was a good decision for us. But Mm -hmm. she's somebody that, I mean, if we're talking essential, I put her in that category. So it was hard to say, oh, sorry, not going to see you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I feel the same way about many of the patients that I have in that same category. So I'm hoping, I'm really hoping um, our day to reopen right now is March 31st. So fingers crossed that stays the same way. And it may come down to reevaluating who I have and maybe putting more time between patients as well. I mean, right now, if you're doing an hour massage, there's 15 minutes afterwards and then another hour after that. So maybe increasing that to a half an hour in between, seeing a couple less people a day. Um, it's, it's all things I really need to consider, um, as the weeks kind of go by. Mm
2: -hmm. And, uh, how about your staff? Have you guys been in contact? I know the doors only closed two days ago, but have you Mm -hmm. guys been in contact? Are they in good spirits? They feeling okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to all of them actually, um,
1: almost every single day, just over text, you know, how are you feeling? What's going on? And, you know, they all have kind of different reactions, um, with one of them being in quarantine. That's a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, with another one having two children who are off of school, you know, it's, it's pretty stressful for her and the lack of income, um, cause she works for me, but also for another clinic as well. And she had told me that her clinic wasn't planning on closing. Wow. And then after a few more days, you know, they had decided, okay, we should also follow suit and close up as well. But that was, um, it's one of those MVA clinics, uh, physiotherapists, things like that. Right. So maybe looking at things a little bit differently.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like mm-hmm. Mark said, we had somebody on who treats like very serious MVAs and in- So it was really hard for her as well. And she did the same thing I did. She was on the phone with all of her clients the night before Mm -hmm. and just saying, you know, like, what's going on? What are your symptoms? How are you feeling? And ultimately, they all decided to just push back and reconvene again, like maybe in a week or so and figure out how to go forward. But mm-hmm. at at this point, yeah, nobody's working. Yeah, we're just yeah, podcasting. the right decision for now.
0: <laughs> you know what I don't like, though? I think it's in such poor taste. I don't I, I've seen, for example, on Facebook, a couple people posting like, uh, posts from the chiropractic offices of, of email blasts that went out talking about chiropractic adjustments are great for your immune response and yeah. therefore come in get a chiro adjustment, like shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I've seen some people that, because I'm in the continuing education world, people that do online courses and they're taking this as an opportunity to like really plug and advertise their online courses. And I feel like that's in such fucking poor taste. Do you know what I mean? Mm. This is not a, a marketing moment, well, I feel. the
2: chiropractic adjustment. I'm 100% with you because one that is but, a claim exactly. that you cannot support like yes we know um chiropractic one of the claims has always been it's immune boos- boosting because they're affecting the nervous system however there is legitimately no freaking evidence whatsoever that an adjustment is going to help with anything that's going on right now and that is just in poor taste to use this situation as a way to get more clients through your door when really you should probably be closing your door
0: yeah, it's so a- yeah mm-hmm.
2: that definitely I agree with you I don't like that um, um, the online courses again. I feel you know they're they're shooting their shot. They're taking their chance to make get light it. of this. It's, it's, but there will also be people that might appreciate um, something to do while yeah, they're but off. I, I, yeah, but I, I think I, I think
0: there's a way to to market it in a more compassionate way for sure than like. I don't know. I just feel like it's taking advantage of the moment. I can't can't express it better than that. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're actually kicking around the idea that, hey, since there's a whole bunch of people sitting around at home and not able to do anything, we're going to find a way to offer some free online education. Yeah, we
2: were going to do a free free online course. We're just trying to decide what to do. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea, to be honest with you, because those
1: of us who are at home, you know, who normally go into work every single day, whether it's quarantine or not. You know, you're going to get bored, I think, after a little while. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know what? Why not learn? That's clinic a great owners,
0: I I fabulous idea. You know what? Jump on Zoom. Jump on Skype with your team. Do a huddle, man. Do, mm-hmm. do a huddle. Have it nothing to do with work. Just build the fucking morale of your people yeah. and and just make sure your people are in good spirits.
1: Absolutely. And that same goes for, you know, your friends and family who are going through all this stuff too. They may not be RMTs and in the same situation, but, you know, it's all the same in in one way, you know, we we are being socially isolated, you know, we can't physically be as close to each other as we want to be, but you can still get on the phone, you can still Skype, like you said, and reach out, you know, yeah. play a game. I actually saw something today on TikTok, believe it or not. And it was um, an Excel game that you could play. You could go on there and play tag if
2: you put <laughs> another person on an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I think we're too old for TikTok, so I don't really understand it, but...
0: And I'm not smart.
2: It's a great way itself. to pass the time. I'll tell you what. It's fun. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too, we've talked a lot about how hard this is for small business owners and self-employed individuals. But even going beyond that, childcare workers are getting laid off right now, right? Because mm-hmm. daycares are closed. Um, servers in bars and restaurants. Like there's a lot of people that are financially suffering, not just business owners. You know
0: who I feel mm-hmm. bad for? The fucking guy that drives the bus. I don't think he wants to be there.
2: Oh, yeah. You no, know, and I've heard from... Um, TTC is not allowing them to wear like masks or whatever because again that I guess that perpetuates fear so they're not even allowed to Um, it goes against uniform and you can get in trouble if you're doing that Um, and yeah so I mean people driving the bus that still have to go to work I saw a post online today about uh, pharmacists and people working in uh, grocery stores like all the checkout clerks, um, cleaners like custodians in different places like all of these people that still have to work because they're essential to everything continuing to function Mm. and you know what recognition are those people getting
0: they're getting applause from you right now (laughs) not that anyone really is listening.
1: (laughs) but you know i find it a very interesting debate to talk about whether you can or should be wearing masks outside if you're perpetuating the fear or if you're helping to calm your anxiety and worries about uh, passing the virus or getting the virus rather
2: you know I'm not really sure that everyone should, people should be making the decisions themselves. I think we have a friend uh, who we were speaking with yesterday and she went out to a local grocery store in this neighborhood and there was a woman standing at the front. I guess she was a, she was an employee at the store handing out masks and she was chasing people in and you weren't allowed into the store without a mask. mask Wow. And so our friend who was just going in to grab some groceries, she said, but you are passing me the mask with your bare hands. You're not wearing <laughs> gloves. She's like, you you want me to put that on my face now? Like, you're, yeah. you're manhandling this thing, and now you want me to put it on my face? Well, you know, it's, yeah. ju- it's the idea of gloves in
0: general. You ever see people at Tim Hortons with gloves? It's ridiculous. They're you're touching, touching money, absolutely everything. Ju- yeah, you touch the I money, know. you touch this, you touch that, you touch that, and you cut my bagel. Like, <laughs> I don't think you understand. The, pur- <laughs> the purpose of the gloves isn't necessarily about your hand contact on stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of backwards. I think but- a
2: big takeaway from uh, COVID-19 is going to be that people, you were kind of gross to begin with can we all just (laughs) can we all just continue like being more clean and not spreading shit to each other can we just absolutely yeah i think
1: it's a good wake-up call for all of
0: us it's times like this i wish i lived in a beach town (laughs) i would just be hanging out on the beach all by myself you know with my family (laughs) just making fucking sandcastles i do want to ask you a question aside from all this stuff because i remember i saw in maybe on facebook that um you had some concerns with the clinic that opened up in the same building that was Ooh, offering we've, we've a significantly reduced about price of the massage therapy. <sighs> yes,
2: how,
1: how yes, did. How did that end up working out
0: for you? Did everything just end up being okay for you or um, did, did your business take a little bit of hit because the competition just undercut everybody?
1: No, you know what? It's For me, I don't feel like it's about competition. I honestly don't feel like we need to compete with each other. Um, we all offer different skill levels and different things. So I feel like coming at it for, from a level of competing isn't my issue. Mm-hmm. It is the way that they were advertising that I found was not appropriate for what we do. I mean, it's often, very cheesy. It's mean very cheesy. The big, yeah. big
0: sign on the outside of the building that says $65
2: yes. for one hour massage therapy. Yes.
1: And you know what? I actually asked them to take that down because I was just, I, that was too much
2: for me. You know were the clients coming have, into your, your clinic saying, hey, I see you guys are offering $65 massages. Right. And they did. Yeah. Yes, especially at the beginning,
1: people definitely did, and you know, from time to time, I still get the odd call about that. Like your and, Walmart, uh,
0: you're gonna you're gonna price match, eh? <laughs> right, exactly. I'm definitely not gonna price
1: match. Yeah, that definitely um, it, it upset me for sure. But at the same time, you know, I'm not taking it as a hit for my business. It hasn't really affected us that much. Um, to not you. to say the RMTs that work there aren't good at their jobs. Don't get me wrong. But generally speaking, if you're working for a lower wage like that, you're not getting paid as much. And if you are really good at what you're doing, you're probably not going to stay somewhere like that for very long. So what I try to promote at Affinity is, you know, our therapists get paid properly and they're really good at their jobs and they're going to be there for you all the time. They're not going to be leaving here. It's not going to be a roundabout of I have new people
2: coming to work at Affinity all the time. Like these are the people that are here. We're good at what we do and we're gonna help you out. Yeah, absolutely. And I somebody, one of my clients had actually mentioned that to me because again, I'm not far from you where I treat. And somebody said, Oh, you know, did you see that sign down the street? They're offering a one hour massage for sixty-five dollars. I said, Yeah, I did. I said to them, What did you think of that? And immediately the client said, Well, there's no way that I'd get what I get with you for sixty-five dollars. So you know, like, I think
1: generally people understand that for sure. The people who are gonna go there and don't really care. I mean, they might be fine with like a gentle rub down or, or whatever the case may be, yeah. you know. And that's fine because every massage is different and every person
2: likes different types of massage,
1: you know.
0: I'm not even a fan of that clinic name. I think they should have thought that out a little bit yeah, better.
2: Oh, that yeah, that clinic name is, <laughs> little, I, I'm not going to call them out, yeah, but yeah. that clinic name has dual meaning and I don't think that they really put much thought and into And there's that. another one, like that's 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 a... It's a, a chain. There's another there's one another not one far like, from yeah, here. There's it's one, one over, away yeah. Markham Road somewhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, that that name i don't know i don't
2: know yeah. Yeah. if anybody from that clinic is listening please consider changing the name it's, <laughs> it's awkward and uncomfortable for us all i don't know maybe it gets the churchgoers what do i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, maybe, right. maybe maybe all the what, religious people maybe that's what they're trying to do there Well, we do swear too much nobody wants to see us
1: <laughs> you keep it real <laughs> uh
2: i guess so i guess so um Anything else we want to talk about?
0: Everyone should just like uh, take the words of Spock and go with it. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And we Mm -hmm. all understand that we all have our stuff going on. But let's have a little utilitarianism in here. The needs of the many outweigh the, the needs of the
2: few. I'm with you, Live and I, I was just—I well was just about to do that. It's—it's oh, it's hard for me. Sorry, we're—we're do, we're doing spot hands right now. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna do one here too. Yay! I—I <laughs> completely respect you for not coming in today, but I'm not gonna lie. It would have been so much more fun to have you sitting you here. You know on what? Our oh. I, res- I
0: respect that you—you you even took time to come on the phone with us because we had a scheduled uh, uh, episode with tomorrow. somebody else, a recording with someone else tomorrow, and he owns how
2: many clinics? He only owns one clinic, but he's in the midst of a full-blown panic attack because he's he called got, me like, today and he said he's
0: got like how many employees he has 17
2: employees yeah. and he called mm-hmm. me today and he said i can't focus i can't like i i can't catch my breath he just basically said i don't know how i'm gonna pay 17 people and he was kind of freaking out so yeah he actually canceled so i mean yeah. thank, thank you for taking time
1: no problem no problem at all and you know what i can understand where where people are coming from with that as well it's a lot to take on you know especially if you have a larger clinic and you're paying them salary and things like that. That's a completely different thing. You know, if I was paying salary, I'd probably be freaking out a lot more too. Yeah,
2: for sure. But I mean, at that point, I think he's probably just going to have to tell them all to apply for EI. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I've also seen on Facebook where some people that work for like physios or chiros and they've closed up, they've refused to pay them until they're back at work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's really not much you can do about that, man. If no, someone's there's nothing not you can someone's do. not paying you, they're not going to pay you. You can him and hog complain all you bloody want and you can even seek legal action, but at the end of the day, if someone's not paying you, you can you can't you, you can't force someone to pay you something if they're not offering it up. Like it's not going to happen. Wow.
1: That's just wrong though. I mean, uh, completely. As as business owners, we have a responsibility to our staff Agreed. to uphold the contract that we have with them. Okay. You know, uh, that's kind of something that you take on when you decide to open the business you know and for you, someone to not follow through with that it is completely unfair you, you need to find something on your business level so that way you can cover the people who are working for you yeah. well exactly
2: and isn't that part of CRA guidelines i mean if you're an employee one of the guidelines is that you don't have any financial risk so you can't be suddenly treated as a subcontractor and not get any money well, no these time. people were mm-hmm.
0: subcontractors, but it's even still like it's happening so i can't say like it, it can't happen it, it, is, it happening, is happening and it just that's really freaking sucks for somebody that's in that position completely yeah.
2: wow well hopefully your people continue to stay in good spirits and hopefully you will be reopening March 31st.
1: Yes. I'll let you guys know how it goes. You know, we have, um, Instagram page where we're trying to keep our patients and um, other people updated on what's going on. So I'll be posting on there as well. Okay,
2: and then when all of this is over, you will come in and sit on the couch, and we'll do another episode. You have to sounds good. Star I would Wars love to. Though.
0: Only if you're wearing Star Wars gear. Only if
2: you're you know what Star Wars gear. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna make it happen for you, Mark. Nice. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna head to toe completely in Star Wars. I have some lightsabers too. You want me to bring those?
0: Yes, because I'll bring my Jedi robe, and we'll be, we'll oh. be set.
2: This sounds fun. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you two want to be left alone? <laughs>
0: As a matter of fact, (laughs) yes. With all the episodes of Star Wars.
2: I love (laughs) it. I love it. Okay, well, Tiffany, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage therapists and a Microphone. Peace.